Welcome to the Meet the Sun Paris podcast. I'm your host, Zen. I'm Michelle. I'm Katharina. This is the Meet Us in Paris podcast where we discuss the fine art of travel and our love of adventure. Today's destination is Taiwan with our resident expert, uh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so Taiwan is a frequently overlooked travel destination being eclipsed by lots of other Asian countries like, of course, Japan, which everyone wants to go to, and China. But I've got a bunch of compelling reasons of why you, the listener, should visit Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is about the size of Maryland, uh, but what it lacks in size, it offers in diversity. It has a history that's very unique. It's a unique amalgam of Japanese, Chinese, and Western influences, and has everything from big city sightseeing to tropical island outdoor adventure. I'm really excited to share with everyone. So get ready, put your seats in the upright position, stow your folding tray, fasten your seatbelt, the captain has put on the fasten seatbelt sign. We'll be depart- departing momentarily. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. So we're back at this point, and I'm going to offer a little bit of history on the island to explain why it's unique and why you should go to Taipei or Taiwan in general. Um, Taiwan is a beautiful island. It is very, it's very, um, the nature is very, very much like Hawaii, if you've ever been there. It has the same type of tropical uh, weather, and it has the same kind of flora. So if you were dropped off there and you didn't know better, you might mistake, your, you might think that you're actually in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually in Hawaii, you would be in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of history is that actually there were indigenous people, and the Taiwanese called them aborigines, so around 3000 B.C., Aborigines were living on the island at that point. Not the Australian Aborigines, right? Um, no, <laughs> they are just, not. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the the reason why I ask is I, I meant just, I, did, I say no is because there's um, they're kind of pollen, you know, like uh, Polynesian. They're a little bit of Polynesian looking. So okay, so they I don't th- look like Chinese or Taiwanese. They do, like they definitely don't look Taiwanese, and they have. Yeah, they have a certain type of look that is unique, a very unique culturally. Mm-hmm. So they're not maybe a little bit more Polynesian in look or Filipino in look. Gotcha. As yeah. opposed to Aborigines from Australia, which I think look decidedly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably genetically similar, similar, somewhat similar uh, races because you know the Polynesians were going all across mm-hmm. the Pacific. Yeah. So. It was also, uh, Taiwan was also, lots of people don't, don't know this, but it was colonized by the Dutch in the 17th century. There was a little bit of a Spanish settlement at the same time, for a very short time. In 1662, Taiwan was annexed by China, so China took over. But after the first Sino-Japanese War, it was ceded to Japan in 1895. So right now, over, you know, since the 16th, what is that, the 1700s, we've got three different unique cultures that are have been on the island and after 1945 it became the republic of china 
So you have all these different cultures that are all on the island. What does that mean? You got really good fusion food. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the original fusion yeah, foods and all these different types of cultures. So once again, it, you know, and it's all on the small island. It's roughly the size of, I was looking Except at Maryland. This. Maryland. Maryland, yeah. roughly about the size of Maryland. And it has, I believe, I think I said it's roughly about the same kind of population. It has quite a few major cities. There's also, like, if you go to the major cities, there's just the same things. you got the museums, there's the food, and also the, the, the beaches and the mountains and bicycling. And there's so many things that you could be doing there. Mm-hmm. So, so is it part of China still? Or because that's a big debate, right? I thought that they had sort of declared... They were so, sovereign or something. I don't, okay, so. <laughs> I know it's a touchy subject. <laughs> it's, it's a, so trying to be careful, it is a touchy subject. Um, Just in case the Chinese are listening in. Yeah. The Taiwanese, <laughs> well, let's go, uh, so what I'll do is a perspective from both sides, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Taiwanese definitely say that they are a sovereign nation. Um, the Chinese believe that they're a rogue state. I will let mm-hmm. you decide which side of the fence you want to be on. However, in the UN, because China has such a strong arm in it, mm-hmm. they pretty much has said that any nation that recognizes Taiwan, China won't have formal relationship with. Hmm. And Taiwan, I mean, China is such a large country, mm-hmm. if wow. you want to do trade with them. So even countries like the United States we do not officially recognize them as a as a country right hmm. so hey, you decide there's a handful of countries that recognize it uh, taiwan as a country the hmm. majority do not interesting taiwanese do believe they are a sovereign nation mm-hmm. and at this point china does have a little bit of a hands-off approach to it mm-hmm. so um but I think there's con- constantly, it's uh, everyone's inti- trying to intimidate each other as much so as possible. So do they have their own government? They have their own government. They do, yeah. Their government is um, is a, uh, just like ours. It's, democracy, it's a, yeah. it's it's a, a democracy. A republic it's, or whatever. It's a Western-style yeah. democracy where people are mm-hmm. voted in to mm-hmm. office, right. and um, they have terms, and uh, so that's what makes them very Western also in nature because, I think, of the different people who have ruled the area. Mm-hmm. Do Taiwanese people think that they're ethnically different than Chinese? Like, they think they are not Chinese, they are Taiwanese? Now, that's another interesting thing. Is <laughs> And I'm it, going off the... <laughs> you're going off script! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm glad I know these answers off the yeah, top of my head. Right? I, I know, I'm sorry. I must be in trouble. Oh, yeah. um, the, the answer is, is that during World War II, around that time... Um, I'm not fully, I'm not a fantastic historian, so this is kind of in generalizations. Chiang Kai-shek was on China, and he was losing the war. And so as he was losing the war, um, he kind of, all of the army were going across the nation, and pretty much they were pushed off of China onto Taiwan. And when they landed in Taiwan, they pretty much said, we are the rightful rulers of China, and we will eventually go back to China and take over China. And that was the official policy until I think probably the last 20 years that they were like, we, Taiwan was saying, we are the official, okay. or, or the, the official government stances, we are the official rulers of China. And then they kind of 
reality set in or something mm-hmm. like that. And they pretty much abandoned that yeah. and said, we are. So what China also, I mean, Taiwan is interesting is, is that there's essentially three groups of Asians, Chinese, who live on the island. You have the original Aborigines. You have the people who lived on the islands. Or their families have been on the islands for hundreds of years. And then you have this new population who was the military mm. who came from all across China. And so that's why when you look at the Chinese food, there's things like um, uh, they have a certain noodle, hot beef noodle soup, which is a very regional Chinese kind of beef noodle soup on, I believe it's kind of on the west side of China. And it's appropriated in Taiwan but they've made it their own version of beef noodle soup, so it's yeah. it's their own version of it. But that's not a traditional Taiwanese um, food. Mm-hmm. In addition to, there's a lot of a little bit, there's a lot of Japanese influence as well, because there's not a lot of Taiwanese. Like China has a strong dislike of the Japanese and. And, I, and rightfully so, the, J- the Japanese went to China and during World War II, um, I'm not trying to get into controversy or anything <laughs> like that, they, they did some horrific things during World War II. Oh, yeah. um, however, when Ch- Japan had rule over Taiwan, they were really trying to appropriate the country and make them Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it wasn't like that they were trying to push down the local population. They were actually trying to acclimate them and turn them into Japanese people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's a lot less apathy towards the Japanese from Taiwan than the mainland Chinese. Also the people in Taiwan. And so when you see things in Japan, they've also appropriated a lot of the Japanese culture. So they, the ramen, they have certain types of ramen, and they have the senbei. They have a lot of these Chinese, Japanese foods are found on Taiwan as well. And they just, it's its a local food. It's, mm-hmm. it's no longer just Japanese. Yeah, so interesting. It's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, cool. and some even the, if you were probably around... You would have to be 85 to 90, I would guess, at this point. But they actually, a lot of the Taiwanese speak, uh, the older, older, older generation, mm-hmm. that would be like the great-grandparents right around now, uh, speak Japanese as well mm. as another language because mm. they were trying to force everyone to right. speak Japanese as well. Gotcha. So. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. History, that's crazy history lesson. Yeah. But let's, yeah. let's talk about fun stuff while you should go there other than that. Yeah. So this I is kind of the, you know, ground floor, right? You know, you want to know where you're going. Yeah. I was just saying, like, when should you go? And, I mean, like, what's the best time of year? Okay. So, I have a friend who disagrees with me who was born in Taiwan. But I will <laughs> tell you, you should go all the seasons except for dead of summer. summer. Yeah. It, in my opinion, it is the hottest, craziest place you've ever been to. Oh and gosh. you know what helps it a little bit is it's crazy humid. Yeah. So and it's Japan's like, like that too. And yeah. Vietnam. All that. Area. Yeah, yeah. That whole area is it's the tropical weather. Yes. You it's hot, it's humid, Rainy. it's an island, it rains like freaking every single day during the summer. Oh gosh. And it, 
I mean, it's it's really neat culturally. My friend was like, "Well, no, you want to be there in summer because that's the best time to get shaved ice." It's just like, no, oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. It's John Tang, one of our coworkers. Oh, so and he's, he's like Taiwanese. Oh, he's right? Taiwanese. Yeah. So the thing is, like, he's he likes to go during the summer because that's when you go to she eat shaved ice. And, and all I remember is I've been there during the summer, and I not I am not kidding. I took a shower three times a day. I yeah. woke up, I took a shower, and then oh, I would go gosh. out, and then we would come back to the hotel halfway through the day i take another shower mm. and then you go out and about and then you know at the in the evening i would take another shower because i didn't want to like make all the bed clothes all you yeah. know yeah but it, it's 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 a very very humid weather so the other seasons even during the winter it's very tolerable mm-hmm. they they have um not too much uh they don't i don't think i've ever heard of I may be incorrect, but there's no snow in Taipei, Taiwan, mm-hmm. hmm. um, other parts of the country. Of course, if you go up to the uh, mountains, there could be some of that, but not not not. It, it's the climate is pretty moderate during spring, fall, and spring, fall, and uh, winter. So, nice. yeah. Cool. So, when you go to Taiwan, what should you see? Oh, okay. So, um, I'm biased being <laughs> a city guy, so. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna. I'll throw out a couple things that you really got to go see. So in Taipei, you really have to go see the National Museum. It is the finest gallery of artwork, Chinese artwork, in the whole world. Hmm. During World War II, um, that period of time when Chiang Kai-shek was trying to take over China, um, there was some misunderstanding, and they didn't want. A lot of the books, a lot of the artwork, and all those types of things were being destroyed. So mm-hmm. Shanghai Shek and his army, as they were cutting across the country, was is it stealing or appropriating? <laughs> I'll let you use choose your terminology. And they took it all to Taiwan. So there's countless artifacts that are in Taiwan that are not anywhere else in China. Wow. Um, one could say they stole it. One could say they saved it. I will let you use your own terminology on that. <laughs> um, but it is just—it's. It looks like a huge palace. It's the. It's you can spend. You can spend a full day. It's like the equivalent of the Louvre for the oh, Chinese. Wow. Oh wow! So um, definitely go visit that. Uh, the other places that you should go see is um, there's something called the Taroko National Park. And Taroko National Park is on the east coast um, towards the Pacific Ocean. And the reason why um, this is so interesting, it's just this incredibly beautiful park mm-hmm. that's on the east coast. And um, it's on the way, Taiwan's kind of, on the, to kind of give everyone an idea, Taiwan's on the northern part of ta- uh, Taiwan. And Hualien is a city that is probably about I'm going to guess right around 90 miles, maybe 100 miles south on the east coast. And it's more of a coastal city. And you, somewhere in between there is this national park. And it's just gorgeous. Pretty much they have, it's a sheer cliff into the ocean, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, side of the, um, that side of the country. And they built a road. And it's all these beautiful um, marble rocks and marble mountains. And, you know, if you've ever seen old Chinese paintings where they have these kind of abstract kind of little islands where islands go straight up, almost like towers and such, Hmm. and like mist in um, like gorges and waterfalls. I always thought those were fake and a figment of someone's imagination when I was a kid. And then I went went to this 
to this uh, to the national park, to Roko National Park, and it's real. Wow. Oh, wow. It's just amazingly beautiful. So huh. you really, and then also when you're on the side of the road, if like, you know, you have all the gravels, you take a rest stop, and then you find <laughs> out all the gravel when they blasted through the mountains to create all these, um, it's soft marble. Oh. So it's all the soft, oh beautiful gosh. white marble. Yeah. So you, it's wow. just an ethereal, just very ethereal kind of looking place. Oh, wow. So, I have to look that up. Um, another place you should go see is um, something called Shofun. Um, Shof- um, Shofun is really interesting. That's a small gold mining city that's south of tai- Taipei. Hmm. Uh, maybe about half an hour, 45 minutes south. And what's interesting about it, it was a gold mining city and it used to be a city of high rollers you know, a couple hundred years ago. And then when the gold ran out, it was abandoned. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of like their equivalent of a ghost town, but the residents who, their lot of residents just stayed on. And it kind of became kind of this rundown old city until I, my understanding was about the 80s when someone started, someone made a film called A City Sadness. And it reminded people of like the old ways, the old Chinese ways. And because of that, people would start getting a little bit homesick or what it was like. And this city is kind of this this snapshot in time. Mm-hmm. And so people started going to the city in the mountains to go look at this old city the way it used to be. Right. So it's now become, used to be, once again, it used to be a gold mining city and it had all the trappings of a gold mining city back in the day. You used to have gambling parlors and it had drinkeries <laughs> and right. stuff like that. But now people go visit for vacation and it's this beautiful place in the mountains. It, you drive up winding roads. Um, they have all these incredibly old, um, if you think of something very stereotypical of these old Chinese buildings with lanterns all over them. Oh, wow. And that's exactly what you're going to find. Nice. Red buildings with lanterns and such. <laughs> What's the name of the city again? Um, it, the, the, building, the city is called Shofun. Shofun. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll put this in the notes, but it, it's a really, really cool place. And mm-hmm. in addition to, there's certain types of food that are unique to the area. So if you're familiar with Japanese food, there's mochis, which are like a pounded rice mm-hmm. kind of soft balls. They actually make a unique, um, you can find it here in the United States if you can find a place called Meat Fresh. Meat um, fresh. Meat fresh. There's one actually in Orange County um, at Diamond Jamboree. And what it is is they take these little balls that are kind of like mochi balls, and mm-hmm. it's served in a sweet, um, kind of a sweet, warm soup. And so it's sure. like if you're going up there during the winter, it's one of these things like you have to go find a little vendor with this right. stuff. And they're different colors. So they, some of them are made out of yams and some of them are made out of different, but they all have the mochi texture. So some of them are kind of purplish in color. Some of them are kind of um, gray black and some of them are white. And then there's this warm soup that you can take and buy while you're up there in the cold. So That's it's a nice. unique, something unique to that city, but of course it's considered kind of a unique Taiwanese food. I don't know what yeah. the name of that thing is. Yeah, oh, the yellow cool. ones. They also have yellow ones like yam ones, which <laughs> uh-huh. are really cool. <laughs> um, so, and they have lots of little small kind of gift shops. There's lots of vistas that you can look out. There's mm-hmm. lots of little tiny restaurants you go around. And it's one of these places It's just like, uh, if you've ever been to Venice, there's always like another corner to go around, you, another alleyway to go around, and oh, what's that? And here's a little shop, and then steep, steep, um, steep 
staircases that go up from building to building and in between buildings and quite often some of the um, walkways are only 10 to 15 feet wide kind of like very yeah. much like a venice or an old city where there was no traffic by cars yeah so it's something <laughs> you can spend half a day exploring just walking around in this area that's pretty nice um what else there's, oh, oh! Did you have another place? I, I guess I can keep on going. I mean, like the <laughs> other thing is like so. I've so far I've talked about some things that are a little bit more traditional, or older, or outside. Taiwan's also famous for um, the Taipei One Hundred One, and the Taipei One Hundred One is a. It was the tallest building in the world from something like two thousand six to two thousand and ten, and by the name you can kind of tell the Taipei 101 it was 101 floors so it's their equivalent of the Eiffel Tower and when you take a look of it it's a very unique structure um, and um, it has a, this elevator to shoot you up. It's like I a it's like a small yeah. rocket ship that takes you up to the top. Is this like a business building or? Um, it's a combination of business building and South Coast. Oh, no South. one knows what South Coast Plaza. But right. South, the whole bomb, bomb floor is is essentially Rodeo Drive. Gotcha. It's Uh-oh. a very high, ritzy, expensive shopping mall. And the basement is actually, um, it, just like in Japan mm-hmm. or Taiwan, in the basements are always a series of restaurants. Right. So there's there's maybe 50 to 100 different small restaurants in the basement, and not one of them is bad. They're all excellent kind of restaurants, and everything from Shabu Shabu, which is a Japanese, traditional Chinese, all over the place. Um, and then, you know, so it's a shopping mall. Also, there's an office building. I don't think there's residential. There could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you go up to the top, also it's a sightseeing like the Eiffel Tower. So everyone goes up to like, I don't know if it's truly the top floor, but it's very close to the top. <laughs> and, and in the center, this is the most interesting thing is in the center, they have this essentially is it's a hanging bowling ball, which is the oh size of like a of like an eighteen wheel truck. And it's in what? the middle of this and it's suspended by a bunch of cables. And the reason why is Taiwan is very seismically active. Right. So whenever there's an earthquake, this um, this (laughs) this ball, which is almost on like springs, for lack of better words, Uh whenever there's an earthquake and the building moves left, that ball stays in the same place, and then then when the it shifts, it so essentially it pulls, it creates, it it makes sure that the building stays still. Oh wow! So it's it's I forget they call it a dampener, damper or something. Okay. And so it's this big, huge, heavy. I think it's metal ball in the middle, and you can actually go see this thing. Is you walk around? It's hanging up in the building. It's on the inside of the building. On the first floor? No, on the top floor. The very top floor. On the top couple floors, so you can actually go walk, and there's like a walkway around it, and you can kind of look down and see this. This damper that's so specifically stay still, or does it move the opposite direction? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know the physics it of it. Um, uh, Jeez, that'd be crazy to be watching that ball during the earthquake if you're there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. So, anyway, so oh, wow, interesting. Okay. I just pulled up a picture so they could see what this it's thing like looks like. Like a big like. gold. Ball, ball suspended in the middle of uh, middle of the building to yeah. keep it steady. That's, so. that's engineering. smart. Yeah. So so that's what another thing you can do. Also, there's night markets if you um, in the middle of the evening. Have you um, been to Taichung? Yes. Okay. It's another big city, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of lots of different cities. Um, 
also, but Taipei is being the capital is kind of a, is a nice draw. It's like the equivalent of going to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of great seafood. Um, the night markets are wonderful mm-hmm. for food as well. Um, a night market is something where essentially around eight to nine o'clock at night they shut down the street, and then all the vendors come out and set up booths. Essentially, it's a fl- uh, like a swap meet or a flea market mm-hmm. in the middle of the night that lasts from yeah. a, essentially from eight o'clock to eleven o'clock at night, and then everything disappears. And they sell everything from watches to food to T-shirts to music to. It's essentially a Walmart outside, mm-hmm. sold by a bunch of individual vendors. That's and cool. So it's one of those places. So is that good enough to start out with kind of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I mean, I was going to ask, like, so, I mean, for my first visit, I mean, mm-hmm. what are the must-see things, you know, things to be seen for a first-time visitor? So that, those are some, some of the things. Some of the things, you, some, were, some yeah, things, you, you know, I'll throw in, I'll throw in, um, one more thing on top of that. I'm sure I could come up with hundreds and more, but mm-hmm. one of my other favorite things is there's something called Maokong, um, Maokong Mountain, hmm. um, and it's very close to the zoo. And what this place, so my Chinese is terrible, but what Mao is, is cat means cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently the mountain was filled with cats at one point. <laughs> okay. But that's not really why it was famous is because that particular mountain by the zoo is where they used to harvest, and I think they still do harvest, a lot of the tea from Taiwan. Okay. So they have a um, a, tr- a tram line ride. Uh, mm-hmm. um, okay, well, what do you call, uh, like a gondola. There? Yeah, so right. it's like a twenty-minute um, gondola ride up to the top. Oh. You go up, and halfway up, there's a temple. You can stop off at the temple, or you stay on, and then it takes you all the way up to the top. And from there, you have an incredible panoramic view of downtown Taipei, Taipei 101. You should get there late afternoon or close to dusk. And then as time goes by, it gets dark. And then you get these twinkle views of the whole city, which are just amazing. But also up there, especially because this is you, Michelle, there are a ton of restaurants Mm -hmm. and um, little tiny, some of them small, some of them big. Um, and a lot of tea shops up there. So these tea shops and restaurants are kind of built, kind of cantilevered off the side of the mountain because it's a pretty steep mountain. So when you're sitting on the balcony or sitting in the restaurant, pretty much you're kind of on the side of the mountain and you get these beautiful panoramic views as you eat or drink your tea. Uh Uh-huh, very nice. And they have a lot of little tiny shops, you know, like a few tiny shops, tea shops, and like tea cups and that type of stuff that (laughs) everyone needs to bring stuff Souvenirs. Yeah, souvenirs. So just between that ride, um, when you're going up on these little gondolas, it's just incredible just looking down and just a scenic view. And remember, I just remember I just said it looks like Hawaii, right? Yeah. So you're floating over this tropical island and you're you're going up and it's just incredibly beautiful. The other thing to note is that I think it's like every fifth gondola um, has a glass floor. Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. Well. Nope. So then you could you could take the remaining four. Yeah. But um, it has a glass floor, and then you can actually you can look straight down, oh, and it's man. this beautiful. You know, it's just this beautiful. You know. Uh-huh. What you call it, <laughs> yeah. so. I couldn't do that when I was in Toronto at the CN Tower. They have oh. a glass floor. <laughs> And there's these kids. Even I was standing to the side and even watching just the kids jump up and down on the glass. Like, oh, Oh, my God. I've I've done that, too. Mm -mm. Oh, no. Yeah. 
can't I can't do heights so, like that. So, so do you recall? Okay, I'm going to completely go sideways because <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. Is that essentially it's within? Um, they have these kind of structural concrete um, walls around underneath the glass. So there's almost like if you're not looking. If you're not actually standing on the glass, if you're sta- standing 10 feet away, it looks like all you can see is like, oh, it's a piece of glass and there's like a concrete tube. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend came up, you, you can't see how deep the concrete tube is. Hmm. So my friend came up with this thing to do was to kind of run up to it, make a flying leap into the air, because it looks like you're just going to fall into like four feet into this concrete yeah. tube. And then as you're landing in the center of the glass, you realize you... you you're you're out of right yeah <laughs> you're out of options you're going down yeah. uh, 25 floors so no i mean that's i, I can't do that no i can't do that I, I will always on that glass part i always walk on the the frame the metal frames so it's just like you know like you're like tightrope walking oh, on that. So, not good with the heights no so no i'm with you so oh, man. Where, where are we but that was <laughs> um good to know what else should we do talk about so if you go, do you need to get a visa? No. No. As okay. United like States China. citizens, we do not have to get a visa. You have just, I think it's a typical 30 days, as I recall last time. So okay. there's no visa required. Nice. Um, if you're going to leave the city, though, um, it's not required. Um, it's a clean city. It's a modern city. But... It doesn't hurt to get like all your flu shots and everything just mm. in case. Um, when I was young, I got sick as a dog, but Jeez. it's just because it's unfamiliar. It's just yeah. an unfamiliar, like mm-hmm. you know, flora in the area. So it's just it's wise whenever you go to any country actually to get make sure you have all your shots yeah. no matter where you're going. Good to know. Is it pretty safe there? Or? I imagine it is. It's the same. It's it's like Japan. Probably. It's kind of like you know what yeah. I kind of find <laughs> any place that you can only run so far. <laughs> it generally is safe. Well, it's a rather affluent country though, too, right? Or in, at least I know in the cities, it's it's yeah Taipei and Taichung you know, are. It is very much a, an affluent city. I mean, it is mixed. Um, there are, but the thing is that it's a very educated country. Mm-hmm. And um, not only is it an educated country, there's a lot of high tech industry there. Right. And so, so be- through that, it's it's much more of closer to a Japan than it is mm-hmm. um, like a brick country. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I have a friend who uh, married a Taiwanese girl. Um, her family owns a big manufacturing company over mm-hmm. there, so they're pretty well off. And, and oh my God, the apartment, the high rise building oh that they God. live in. <laughs> The views of overlooking there in Taichung, and it looks right over the park, and it's just like, oh wow, yeah, it's a it's whole different kind of level. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like crazy rich Asians. Yes, exactly. So, so the thing crazy is that rich. there, there are definitely yeah. the crazy rich Asians because yeah. how else do you get like a one hundred and one floor story yeah. building in right. the middle of your city? And That's where true. you have a like a shopping mall, like a Rodeo Drive. Yeah. But also, if you go, I'm not. You go. Um, of course, it's not a huge city. Well, it is a big city by numbers, but you get onto a um, you get onto a subway and you go five stops down, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, this is like looks like something out of an old kung fu movie." <laughs> right. So, and yeah. and that's why it's so incredibly charming is that you actually have two worlds. You have the new world and uh-huh. you have the old world China. Yeah. And when even in the new world China, as much as it looks like any metropolitan city. 
it has definitely Asian influences to it. I feel like when you go to Japan, it's they're uniform and it's a little bit more difficult to tell. But when you go to Taiwan, it definitely has、um, more of an Asian influence.、Um, let's. When I go to Japan, I feel it's like it's modern and contemporary. It's hard to tell what it, what country it is, yeah, without looking at the signs, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so when we go to Taiwan, what kind of souvenirs should we bring back? Um, I got wide-eyed because I'm trying to think of what to bring back. <laughs> um, definitely, you got to bring tea. Tea. So,、okay. if you like green tea, Taiwan has been known to making world-class green tea,、oh. and it's a combination of things.、Um, it is a, it is tropical weather.、Mm-hmm. Um, it is the also it's got this certain type of mountain,、um, mount it's mountainous, and therefore apparently it has the right type of humidity、mm-hmm. and the right type of.、Um, Right type of weather depending on what time of day.、Mm-hmm. The last thing is it's a combination as we're talking about. It's high tech, so there's actually a well-known university, and the well-known the university has been studying agriculture for decades. So it's a combination of this modern agricultural、um, techniques combined with the old world and the national uh, natural um, geography that they. Consistently make、um, world-class tea, award-winning world-class tea, all the time.、Nice. So that's one of the things you should bring back.、Um, actually, I was talking about the Aborigines,、uh-huh. and the Aborigines have their own unique handicrafts.、Mm-hmm. And when you see their handicrafts and their clothes, you can purchase these. They make some kind of handicrafts purses. And clothes,、mm-hmm. and they have their very. They don't look, in my opinion, they don't look Chinese at all,、mm-hmm. and they're really beautiful.、Um, you can wear them on occasion. Some people might think you're wearing a costume, but <laughs> actually, my sister wears them all the time, and people just like, wow, you know, this、wow. isn't they. It's actually a traditional clothes, but they have certain types of look and feel. That's like, oh, maybe it's a maybe it's a modern designer. Oh, so you're、oh, talking、nice. just like a dress, like a, or, like a yeah, like a dress or a tunic or like a, sh- a blouse, blouse kind of things.、Okay. And then, of course, they adapted some of their looks to something more contemporary that you can wear on a day to day basis. Yeah.、Um, if you the music is actually the other thing is like get a few CDs which are kind of cool is because their music、um, they're part of that can't. There's like Taiwan pop, there's the Canto pop, there's J-pop, Japanese、mm-hmm. pop, and if you kind of like the Asian sound,、um, whether or no, not you understand <laughs> what they're <laughs> saying, saying, I know. <laughs>、um, that's another thing that's very interesting about the Aborigines is they're known to be beautiful singers.、Oh. So a lot of the Aborigines are actually now are also famous、um, entertainers、mm-hmm. as far as music and、um, and acting. So. Interesting.、Nice. Uh, what else can you bring back? Oh, always just like souvenirs from the National Museum, like、mm-hmm. like they're famous for this little jade cabbage, so you can get like a glass <laughs> one and stuff like that.、Uh-huh. Um, uh, get an umbrella. Always,、oh, just like Japan, the thing is like anytime you're in a place that has, and, and London for that matter, anytime、right. they have lots of rain, they got awesome umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Of course, in California we can't use them, but、yeah. definitely get like an umbrella. <laughs> um, other things is they have lots of t-、um, weirdo little tiny tech. I couldn't even describe it. Like 
but essentially when you go to the stores they always have really cool like japan they have really cool cell phone cases yeah Mm -hmm. they have all these little gadgets gadgets and stuff like that it's like I don't know what that is, but I need to have. It's like, oh my god, who knew that you needed a like a bottle opener on the back of your iPhone case? Right. You know? oh my god. So yeah. they have all these little tiny. Oh, you just spend hours looking through. Yeah, this yeah. Thing. yeah. And it's like they got this thing. And it's like, oh my god, there's 32 cables in this, and and it charges itself in sunlight. You know, so it's, they always go like in little electronic stores and shops like that, and you'll always find these little kind of really cool things that you can go purchase just. Just because, you know, yeah. and they're not that expensive or it's just so unique, you got to have it. Um, jewelry, they've got some neat Asian jewelry, I always thought. Um, you know, watches, um, not expensive watches, but like mm-hmm. fashion. Also, the other thing is it's kind of like Hong Kong is that they it's kind of like a very fashionable country. Oh, okay. So um, it's very difficult to own property in Taiwan. And I've seen mm-hmm. some places where a family will live like seven, eight nine family members will live in like a 500 600 square foot oh house wow. um just and and they consider themselves fortunate because they own they own property in the high rise uh-huh. but because it's such a tight space so like what and they you seem to you you'll see videos and the grandmother is super happy and her job is she's the <laughs> matriarch right and she's in charge of making sure everyone gets fed okay and then you know then you got the mother and father who go out to work and then you got the older kids who take care of some of the younger kids so you got three generations sometimes even four generations right. in one wow. room you know one and they're all bringing back money some of them are going to school and they're all one big happy family but it is a tight space and because they live in such tight spaces it's very it, the thing to do is when you're younger you go out so you're uh-huh. all Get you go eat house. you yeah. go eat a lot out a lot you go and spend time out at um uh, karaoke bars mm-hmm. or places like that and so there's a very good nightlife that you should go check out if you're in taiwan as well hmm. so uh, that's why I mean that's what's kind of neat is that they and also because of that people want to look nice and they have this kind of fashion fast fashion kind of industry sure. that there's constantly new clothes mm-hmm. coming in you come back 45 minutes later what happened to the blue ones oh that's so last week right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now they're now it's light blue so mm-hmm. there's a lot of amazing inexpensive clothes that you can get you know but of course they have a slight like an agent style you have to be careful um, also, when you look at the sizes of things, yeah, um, <laughs> they run really small. As a, they tend to run small. As, <laughs> yeah. a, as a nearly six foot Asian guy, I remember going back to Taiwan and picking up large jackets. Like, oh, cool! Look, this jacket's a large, oh, and then oh, I put no. it on. It's, it's it's like a it's not even small. a medium. I mean, like like mm-hmm. the sleeves would come up halfway to my forearm, and mm-hmm. so they, they were really. So the thing is, just be careful about the sizing when you're picking up stuff. Don't be offended when it's extra large. No yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, even some of the the retailers here, you know, like Forever Twenty One, you mm-hmm. know, the, the oh, yeah. discount retailers, their sizing's a little different. Yeah. But then they've gotten smart, though. I think I've noticed that they have started to do um, what do they call that sizing? The uh, um, oh. courtesy sizing or something oh, like that. Oh, is it courtesy sizing? Some, it was um, vanity sizing. Yeah. So they, <laughs> you know, they've made their sizes bigger to yeah. accommodate us, yeah. you know, Americans. But yeah. like Americans. <laughs> So well, I'm assuming since it's such a, you know, modern country, they probably, is there a lot of English? Actually, no. Really? Uh, <laughs> um, <sighs> so when you go to Taiwan, um, it will be, uh, they are trying hard for a tourist 
industry. Mm-hmm. The last 10 years, they've made incredible pushes to try to um, increase tourism to the island because they have so many desirable traits as a tourist place mm-hmm. on top of... Nobody thinks that, though, when they think of Taiwan. You know? No, yeah, no. No. Yeah. no, you don't. Mm-mm. But, I mean... Um, there's just so many places to go and so many things to do and so many things to eat. And one of the things is they actually consider themselves like a um, gourmet destination. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Anthony Bourdain, um, rest in peace, Anthony. Yes. I miss you already. I, I do miss him. Um, so he goes to Taiwan and you, he just raves about Taiwan and the mm. foods and the mm. places to go and <laughs> things to do. So, um, but... Uh, did I go with what was the question I forgot oh about English oh and so pushing for tourism and so you can go find you can go find Taiwanese maps that have English on them like tourism maps but it is decidedly um there is halting English every once in a while um uh western hotels they'll speak a little bit of English yeah. but but you Consider yourself on your own yeah um the signs are in Chinese the oh, wow. um the the um like the subway stations are all um, phonetic Chinese stations, okay. so it's not like King's Cross or anything like that. Where you go, you like go to, um, and and what's even worse is they're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So like, like you'll oh this is Mongkok, and one will spell it M O N, and the other one will spell it M A N, and it's oh, like no. is this That's the, the same, same place? place? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it, it's just like this. It's the you know. So they'll have inconsistent phonetic spellings but it's not difficult it's just you know you need to work a little bit harder i also suggest you get there's a program for the phone called google translate oh yeah i I use that yeah Mm -hmm. so the thing is you can use google translate and grab your phone and you can hover over chinese with your phone through the camera and it will translate it for you well it's not that good i mean i had it was kind of hit or miss for me when i was using it in japan i had pretty Mm -hmm. good luck with it it's getting Mm -hmm. better and better yeah but it's at least it's good enough that you can go Oh, this is out. the men's bathroom versus yeah. <laughs> the women's yeah. bathroom. So yeah. So Man. nope, not a lot. Of ch- not a lot of English. So when we go, do we need to learn how to drink boba? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is boba originated from yeah. Taiwan? It is. Boba like was, the tea shops. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so no, you don't need to learn how to drink boba. But there is a boba culture that was invented uh-huh. in Taiwan. Um, they're also, when you're going out, because this is the thing where people go out at night, mm-hmm. um, they have um, incredible shave ice. Mm-hmm. So you can get shave ice instead of boba. They have a lot, um, if you're in California, there's something called um, 85 degrees. Yes. yes. Which is actually Taiwanese. So um, that's a type of, there's lots of bakeries that are very similar to that. Not mm-hmm. just 85 degrees, they have them there as well, but you mm-hmm. can get all that type of thing there. Um, lots of Starbucks unfortunately mm-hmm. um i mean there's it's a tea coffee culture go out at night hang yeah. out drink mm-hmm. listen to music go shopping <laughs> just do something anything except be at home at, at right. least in taipei uh-huh. at least in taipei i couldn't speak to some of the rural areas of course right so. nice so is um you know our local a and j restaurant yes is that taiwanese, taiwanese isn't that's it taiwanese yeah as well. okay so i mean which is unique because obviously they have less beef in the food because it's an island there's not a lot of places Mm. to graze you'll find a lot more pork a lot more fish seaweeds and you know things that you would find on more typically on an island Mm -hmm. um chicken Mm -hmm. um you don't see a lot of hawaiian food with beef on it you know just because it's an island right Mm -hmm. Right. um so you're going to find that 
the food between this blend between being Chinese, Chinese, Japanese, regional Chinese, and island food all combined in one. Yeah. So it's original fusion food. Hmm. So I'm going to trademark the, that. So I wonder what the taste, uh, the difference, or the nuance, because you know you're talking about the the beef noodle soup that originated in China, and, and I know Taiwan mm-hmm. definitely has their spin on it, and mm-hmm. that's what I love at AJ. It's so good, rich, rich soup. You should try Chef Hong. I have. You, I not, wasn't not crazy. Okay. Not crazy about that one. Uh, I still like AJ better. Okay. Yeah. No, but AJ is a fantastic it's one. So good. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. No, that's a really typical, and and you know what? I don't usually think of. Taiwanese food always being quite that spicy, but mm-hmm. that being a regional dish, I mean, it's it's a spicy um, noodle dish. I yeah. mean, soup. Yeah, Taiwanese food is really pretty different than I mean, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. really different from any like, other type of Chinese food. Chinese food, yeah. There's mm-hmm. none of the stuff like yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's it's very. It, I don't know how to explain. I it. don't either. Go look at the Google <laughs> yeah. chi- Taiwanese. I have to go food. try it. Yeah. Oh, you haven't, you haven't been to AJ? No. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll take you to a couple places. Popcorn. Anyways, um, popcorn <laughs> chicken is another Taiwanese. Yeah. Very typical. It's an Irvine, huh? Um, well, there's there's popcorn chicken. Oh, you're talking about popcorn chicken itself. The, the yeah. food itself. Yeah. I mean, that's a Taiwanese food. Um, there's yeah. lots of night foods that you can go out. Um, they they have. Uh, Strange thing for fi- okay. This is just completely okay. I, I gotta go with this one. Um, there's Taiwan is an island, and any island that you've been to, one of the sports that everyone likes to do is everyone loves to go fishing. It's just a thing to do. So even if you don't have to do it for sustenance, it then becomes a sport. So lots of Japanese mm-hmm. I know also love to go fishing. Of course, being landlocked in Taipei, Taiwan, because it's not on the coast, but it's it's relatively close to the coast. You have to drive to it. And also being a major city, there's not a lot of places to fish. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's this new thing um, where you go, it's called shrimping, oh my for lack gosh. of better words. Uh-huh. And you go to part of the city and you pay to get in. And in the middle of it is a, is a swimming pool. <laughs> And there's a bunch of like little plastic chairs, and then you get a fishing pole <laughs> and bait, and you sit there on the side, drink beers. Like, of course, like any fisherman, like what fisherman? And they just stock yeah. the pool with. And they stock the pool with fish? shrimp. Oh, with oh, shrimp. With gosh. shrimp. And you catch these shrimp. On a fishing lure? On a fishing lure. I thought you were supposed to catch shrimp in a basket or something. You can do it that way too, but this is this is much more sportman-like. And so then you catch the shrimp, put it into your basket, and then there's a grill off to the side. Oh, wow. And then they'll oh. grill them for you. And then you just start doing but, barbecue. But, you know, everything <laughs> I've heard about, I have not experienced this myself personally, but I talked to my uncle and he says this is entirely true and I've seen some video. But essentially they... they <laughs> So, but you're going to go hungry because you can catch like one shrimp like half an hour right. or sometimes it can take you it an hour. It could take a while. Yeah. So, and, and, and then, but, but it's just like fishing. People don't really, lots of people I know who fish, it's not about the fishing. It's just no. about going out and having a beer with a friend yeah. and just yeah. something to go do. And that's what this is equivalent is. And I was talking to my uncle and, and I can't even say who this guy is, but my uncle's like, oh yeah, one of my friends owns one of these. He goes, you know what the secret is? I don't know what's the secret. It's like he feeds a shrimp before he throws it into the pool. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're all full. So, so like, they're all full. They're not hungry. So and and 
Oh, Apparently, gosh. they were outdoors originally, but now they're in warehouses. So oh, you go boy. downtown Taipei. Even more authentic. Yeah, yeah, even more authentic. And then you just have beers and you have grilled your, your single grilled shrimp after two hours for the whole oh, party, no. you know. No. So... Um, <laughs> That's I don't know funny. how I got into this, but that's I, funny. So, so, what is like the most like what's the quintessential Taiwanese dish if or two beef noodles? Okay, I would say the I soup, mean, beef noodle soup. Beef noodle soup. Yeah, I would say. Um, I mean, everyone will. Argue. Okay, pork uh, chops. Um, you got the um, boas, boa are quintessential mm-hmm. um, Taiwanese. Uh, popcorn chicken is very Taiwanese, and then pork there's, chop on rice. Um, Pork chops, yeah. And then, um, have you been to the pork chop place off of Alton? King Pop? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then there's, the last thing is, it's a um, freshwater oyster omelet. Interesting. Mm. I've heard of And this, yes. um, I can't even pronounce it. They have that at class three. 302, but that's not as good uh-huh. as what you get in Taipei. Oh, I'm sure. And so it's, an, it's a... Um, oyster omelet, of course, omelet being an egg, and the oysters are freshwater oysters. And when they prepare it, um, they're kind of runny. It's a little bit softer and runny. Mm. And then you serve it with a sauce. And they're amazing. I mean, except in the United States, I believe they got to be served with saltwater oysters. So Mm -hmm. the flavor is very, very different. Different, yeah, I would imagine. So um, that's that's another thing is you can go... I don't pronounce it well, so I'm not even going to try. But a, fre- a freshwater oyster that's omelet, that's okay. a really nice. Taiwanese thing. So, And then, of course, the Japanese food, <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay, oh. should we go into quiz time or we have more questions? Oh, no. We should start wrapping it up. It's an hour. Holy smokes. Okay. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. And now it's time again for What in the World Trivia to test your knowledge on Taiwan. We have two contestants. Everyone's at zero. Let's see who's going to win. Uh. So our first... <laughs> we might as well just, you know, we might as well just flip a coin at the beginning of these <laughs> to just call the winner. Um, number one, what was Taiwan's name before World War II? It didn't, they didn't call it Taiwan before World War II. Michelle, you're not old enough to remember. Yeah, no. Republic of China. No. Island. I don't know. Hmm. Um, it was under the name was given to it by the Portuguese. Oh, huh. the Portuguese they because the Portuguese um, they had colonized Taiwan. Oh, they had been there too. The, the Portuguese had been there in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry, not the Portuguese. The, I believe there was Portuguese. It was the Dutch. The Dutch. The Dutch. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, there was. I believe there was a Portuguese, but it was the Dutch. I'm sorry. The Dutch. The Dutch. Dutch. Oh, okay. It's a Dutch name. Maybe. Little Holland. <laughs> Little Holland. <laughs> Hawaiian Dutch. Right. Oh my gosh. Any um, guesses? Go ahead. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> New Amsterdam. The answer is, I mean, you might have heard this. Um, 
the name was Formosa. Never heard of that. It, it sounds like a mimosa, right? Yeah, Formosa. So, no. Formo- Formosa. And Formosa, um, to the Dutchman, um, beautiful island. Oh, okay. Huh. So, and it really is. When yeah. you go see there, it's like Hawaii. So, nice. that's they have why palm they trees the there? I don't imagine. Yeah, and they got things just like palm trees. I don't know if they're truly palm trees, but if you go there, they've got things like palm trees. And the beaches are amazing. And I mean, there's so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Number two. So we are still zero to zero. Zero, zero. zero. In the U.S., we're used to hearing ice cream trucks playing music to lure children in (laughs) to their otherworldly sugary goods. (laughs) (laughs) In Taiwan, they do something similar. They have a public service truck that also plays music to draw in a crowd. Any guesses to... Or maybe knowledge of what kind of tru- truck it is. Garbage that- truck. <laughs> Did you guess that? Because they have them in Japan. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should have given you a chance to I answer had, that. I would have not guessed that. I, would have I was going to say really. Milk, I, I didn't notice them when yeah. in Japan. Yeah, in the uh, more suburban, you know, or not so, uh, like more. Yeah, the smaller towns. So they do that. So you bring out your trash. Yeah. Before so, they go. Okay. So. <laughs> This is, uh, this is kind of interesting. So apparently what happens is they used to have garbage um, garbage cans and they put them on the side of the road or they have garbage. And what happens is uh, in that type of climate, there's a lot of rats. Mm-hmm. There's tons and tons of vermin and rats and cockroaches and stuff like that. It's just because of tropical weather. There's no yeah. cold weather to kill them off during the winter. And and so there's this huge population of anim- uh, just vermin. And so they came up with this, this trash never touches the ground policy oh. Oh. and so what you do is that trash trucks come three times a day to every neighborhood oh you hear gosh. the music you grab your you hear the music and it's a set time you can get a telephone app um cell phone app and you can <laughs> actually track when the trucks are coming yeah and then you run down to the curb and you throw your trash into the truck and the way you pay for the services is is that they're sanctioned government trash bags that are blue that have like these holographic seals on it like a like currency and you just fill up your trash bags you pay for your trash bags in advance there's something like five bucks for like up like 20 roughly the size of a grocery bag Uh and then you throw them into the truck however recyclables are free Hmm. okay so um so the thing is that encourages recycling but if you're caught throwing trash into the recyclables you could get fined equivalent of 200 american dollars oh, so okay. in really incur- so their their um recycling rates went up by um something crazy like a hundred percent 200 percent that's cool and good. then also there's no trash and then all the vermin disappeared that's and great. the city's is is clean. really nice and clean so wow yeah so, <laughs> Random trivia. Wow, Michelle. <laughs> wow. So we have 500 points for Michelle. There you go. And, and zero. zero. Um, let's see if you can catch up on this one. You might know this one mm-hmm. just because it's somewhat not exactly common knowledge, but something you might hear in the news. Hmm. The largest employer in Taiwan is a company that Americans buy goods from. What is that company? Toshiba. That's a Japanese That's company. Japanese. Hitachi's Japanese. Sony? That's Japanese. Can you narrow it down to like some hints? Or well, like I will say that Katharina is on the right track. So we know it's electronics. It is um, Samsung. 
Samsung is Korean. Oh, that's Korean. Mm. So it is. Oh, LG. LG? Algae is Korean as well. well. Yeah, I thought it was. Darn it. Um, um uh, Nokia. It's not Nokia. Yeah, Nokia. Um. Uh. Oh, I um, will. I will. I, I. You know, it's. I have to be. I'll. I'll try. It's to a help TV, you right? No, it's not it's necessarily not? that. Okay. They make things for other companies. And they oh, are is it chips? Electric? It's a chip. I'm not saying it's a chip. I'm not. Uh, but I'm giving. So in other words, they manufacture for other. So it, they may manufacture for Sony, and they may manufacture for Apple. Apple. I know for, they do Apple. I'm trying to. Pretty sure it's the chip in the Apple phone, and then China assembles it. Intel? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give yeah, this away. Yeah. But you uh, are so close. The answer is. Oh gosh. Foxconn. Oh. Did you know that? I, I thought that was China. Oh. So, well, they have a all the manufacturing company. is in China, yeah. but the company, so Foxconn is actually a Taiwanese com- company. Okay. And they do a lot of their manufacturing in, in China. China. They make all the iPhones from nuts, soup to nuts to bolts and everything. Yeah. And, but, Everyone just knows Foxconn because you yeah, always hear the about nets. the controversy from Apple, right? Yeah. But they also they make BlackBerry nets. phones, oh, okay. um, Nintendo, Game Boy things. Okay. They make them, um, sh- Xiaomi devices. Uh-huh. Um, they make PlayStation fours, Wii's. They make Xboxes. You know, yeah. so they make so they're an electronics company, but they don't. It's like Intel on the inside, yeah. very close. So they make all the products, but they don't actually have... Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. They may actually own Sharp. But for the most oh. part, they are a manufacturer for other com- companies. Cool. Okay, next one. Ooh, we talked about the Taipei 101. Um, Taipei 101 is one of the tallest buildings in the world from 2004-2010. I'm looking at my notes before I said 2006. I was wrong. I am no longer an honorary Taiwanese. Um, it's now the, currently the 10th tallest building in the world. And it has a very unique design. Um, what influences its look? Have you guys seen a picture of this thing? Eiffel Tower. Not the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, I've never seen it. I don't know. Um, Is it a spire? Here, I'm going to pull up a picture of this thing. I'm going to help these gals. Gals? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to go to HR? I'm I sorry. know, right? <laughs> These <Stop>. broads. <laughs> I, oh, I, I didn't say that. I know. I'm a broad. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. I am a broad, bro. I'm not the gal. That's the Taipei 101. So it looks like um, maybe a bunch oh, of... Oh, Empire ch- State Building? No. So people who haven't seen this thing... Um, this didn't truly influence its look. It looks like you took a bunch of Chinese takeout boxes oh, and you put yeah, them upside down, that. stacked them. Yeah. And it, then you halfway through, you took the Chinese takeout boxes and reversed them and then they went up and then you put like a tall thing on, on top. Yeah, that's interesting. Looks like a building in Poland, actually. But it's coincidental. Give up? Uh, Thinking? Thinking. Uh, one, okay, one of the influences is something natural that grows. <laughs> the book oh, 
I've never seen anything like that in nature. So go ahead, tell us, and we're going to go, oh! Uh, well, it may be not. So it's supposed to, a um, couple things. It has influences from bamboo. So all those little mm. s- ridges Rings. that go out are mm-hmm. representing the ridges on the bamboo as, this, um, as the leaves grow out. Okay. Um, the other thing is that you can't see on this thing, but um, there's, there's symbols... Uh, is like a circle with a square cutout in the middle of it, and you can't see it on oh. the pictures I showed showing oh, okay. you guys. But it's um, Chinese coins. Uh, um, oh. And the last one is uh, um, a little bit of a pagoda. I was a little feeling bit the pagoda, pagoda at first, yeah. But um, a <laughs> pagoda obviously Going made out of steel. And, I yeah. mean, iron, uh, glass, and steel, and metal, and such. But yeah. okay, last one. So we have a zero, zero, five hundred. We're going in increments of 500. Okay, this this might just just because of what's happening currently. You, I think you guys might know what this oh. is. When you receive a receipt, mm-hmm. when you buy something in Taiwan in the cities, or actually Taiwan, you'll notice there's a series of numbers. Like if you go out to eat or if you go buy something like a box of crackers or a cell phone or something like that, you're going to get a receipt. And the receipt, there's a bunch of numbers across the top. What are those numbers? The lucky numbers. At the top of the receipt? On the top of the receipt. Isn't it your lucky numbers? Lucky the, numbers? For the lotto? <laughs> Did Michelle get it? So close. Oh, it's not for our luck. It's your lucky numbers. Well, everything in, your in lucky Asian culture. Date. Something will happen. Because numbers are very state. significant. Keep going, Michelle. Um, Keep going, Michelle. Your lucky numbers for? For um, blessings or prayers or... Like your fortune? Oh, okay, I'm going to give this one. Okay. They're lottery numbers. Well, that's what Michelle I said. I said lottery. No, you said they're... No, no, no. It actually is a lottery. Is that what you meant? That's what I meant, oh, Okay, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you meant like you know, this like a fortune is... cookie. Those These are your lucky numbers to purchase. A... No, it's for a lottery. No, it is for... Okay. okay, I apologize. Oh, my God, Michelle got it right. <laughs> so so, so um, to encourage vendors... Like, you always see this happen on occasion. Well, you ha- see this happen on occasion is that people will hide sales so they don't have to pay taxes. So what the government did was, like, we're going to spark put, start putting lottery ticket numbers on the top of these. So people will go out and request to have a receipt with these lottery numbers across the top. And if then consumers would self-report it's like hey this guy's not giving me receipts i want my lottery ticket and then the government would go find that vendor Um, and realize hey you are not giving out receipts and you're dodging taxes so this has been going on since the 50s after world war world war ii trying to encourage tax revenues and it's been something that they've done ever since you can win up to um like three hundred thousand dollars american Oh, wow. So, um, How often does... They draw do- once every two months. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's a big news item. So uh-huh. so I kind of paralleled it to That's right cool. now. We yeah. got like a billion dollars yeah. in the yeah. lotto. So. 1.6 billion. So our wow. winner for today is Michelle. Michelle. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Uh-oh. it for today. So if you liked our show, please share with your friends. And also, before we go, we'd like to give a big thank you to our amazing sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. We don't want to brag, but we are the best kind of awesome at UCI. So check out our courses in person or online at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. 
Thanks again for tuning in, and bye. Bye. bye.